Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 46, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is from the past, his name's Jed Shepard. And that guy from the future is the Jellyman! Yeah! Rob Jelly! And we live and breathe. together. We, we balance each other out like an equilibrium of time. That's right, we are time squared. Uh, Times Square? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are that place. Lots of, light, lots of lights. Actually, that's a good question. Is Times Square a square? Because it's always appeared to be like a triangle. It would be cool if like time was squared there. So every time you go in, it's like a pocket of time where it doesn't like exist. Like the Bermuda Triangle. That's right. But they've like, figured out what that is now. What? The Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Have they? Yeah. Lock, lock, there's monster sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Jelly? I'm very well. I'm, I'm, I'm also now starting to think I need to uh, you know, research the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I feel like there's a lacking of knowledge in my... In my uh, Bank. Um, well, it's actually just like a, a fault un- under the thing which pulls in the water, and so ships do get lost because it's getting pulled along like this um, kind of stream of um, current. Yeah, but basically. surely if there is a, is a if there's a tectonic plate that's out of place, and there's a there's a I guess as a gap, and therefore yeah. a sort of suction going on, there is water coming out of a hole somewhere else on the planet. Um, it basically pulls the ship down and spits out further along the way. So when the people go down to look for these ships, they're gone. Um, yeah, but surely if they know that that's there, well, that, still... but, but surely if they know that's there, then they know where it's coming out. Um, I mean, it's yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think they have figured that out now. It's like a so. water slide, you know. You go in the top, and it go, you go left and right, and then you go left and right, and you go up yeah. and down again, and the, but you end up in the pool at the bottom, don't you? Yeah, and but everyone dies, unfortunately. And that's just, what in a water slide. Um, they'd be in the triangle. Oh right, okay, yeah. yeah. Which say, I've been yes. through actually. Have you? I went on a, on a cruise and it, I was like, "Hang on, this looks like to go through in the Bermuda Triangle." Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, I'm, I'm did you genuinely? Yeah. Were you genuinely worried, or were you like? I mean, nobody else was. So I was like, oh, "I'll be fine." I just had like some. Did you pretend? I just had some massive cocktails, cool. and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Fair enough. That's, that's the way to get through most things in life. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, so I'll have a cocktail, please. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, you good? I'm good. Oh, well, um, I've had two ice creams, and so have you had two ice creams. Yeah, ice cream and jelly, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, jelly and ice cream. Hey, that should, I should change my name to ice cream, and then be. We'll, we'll be a comedy duo. We will be a com- we are a comedy duo, <laughs> yeah, mate. Comedy, we, just, we, true. Just, we just don't have a we don't have the perfect name yet. I just haven't changed my name to ice cream yet. No, Jed Ice Cream, Rob Jelly, job done. Jed Ice Cream, that's good. Jed Ice Cream. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have two Jed Ice Cream. That's my name. That should be your new thing. <laughs> Just be like clips of Pete, the Jedi's shouting in Star Wars films. Have you seen? I do another podcast about Netflix, and and you do. We discussed um, on it. Not you, me, and someone else. There's a, a documentary that's currently on Netflix called um, the Strange Name Movie, and it's about people who grew up with weird names. Actually, you would have been perfect on it. They should have interviewed you. Well, they should have done, but yeah, they didn't ask the day. So just missed the trick. trick. If you do it, do another one. You know, get in touch. Get in touch. Well, these are people whose names were things like um, like Jeff Schmuck, um, uh, Louise Slutsky, um, things like that. And just people talk about how their weird names have affected their lives. And some people, it's been the bane of their life. They haven't been able to get any friends or work because they're so depressed about it. Some people are embracing it. This guy is called uh, um, something Studley. He's like 
he has to live up to, the, to being a stud. So he's always like pumping iron. He's looking after himself. <laughs> he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Um, so what would you do in order to... Do you, have you ever had trouble with your name when you were in school? I, I, no, not... Well, I've always had... Come I've always on. got a stick. We call, I've, we call I've, them register. Yeah, I've always Excuse got a stick. Shelly but, here. But I think it's given me the character that I've got today. It's, I've, I've got a bounce back ability. And I, I, you know, the pun is that intended. Yeah. Um, I think you get, you get a bit of a thick skin when you've got a surname like Jelly. But you don't want a thick skin Jelly. No, that's you, what you, you don't want. Wrong. No, absolutely wrong. Absolutely, that, that right. it It's wrong. weird you were talking about names though, because I was yeah. talking about Michelangelo this morning because it was his birthday. Great turtle. Yeah. Well, no, no, not that Michelangelo. Oh. The artiste. Oh, okay. The uh, the 15th century artiste. Was he named um, after the, one of the turtles? Uh, he was. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all the artists from the Italian Renaissance were named after the teenage mutant <laughs> yeah, ninja turtles. Some time um, travel. Everyone thinks it's the other way around for some reason. Oh, um, turtles in time, like the third movie. Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I was talking. So I was talking about Michelangelo this morning, and I and I said it out loud in a really strange way. I, I called him Michael Angelo, mm-hmm. like his name was. Mr. Angelo and his first name was Michael. Yeah. And I wondered if anyone had ever sort of, you know, called him that. Like, you know, is, is Mr. Angelo there, please? No, no, no. It's Michael An- Michelangelo, one word, one oh, word. Mike and Angelo, they turned up. Yeah, Mike and Angelo. No, no, yeah. no, no. My name is Michael Angelo. We one need to word. do Mike and Angelo, which is a TV's uh, show from the 90s called Mike and Angelo about an alien coming to Earth and helping out a little kid. Hashtag put it on the list. Put it on the list. On Mike list. and Angelo. Mike and Angelo. Mike and Angelo. Yeah. All right. Great I'll theme have song a look as well. For you. Great theme song. Um, that, that went alongside, by the way, a couple of other random thoughts that popped in my brain this morning. Got any you, observations? I was going to say, I can share a couple with you now if Please you've got do. time. Right. Okay. Um, no idea. I imagine the inventor of the hairdryer did so whilst hanging their head out of a car window. <laughs> Did you do this in I your car? From the Dulux advert. <laughs> <laughs> was you in your car at the time with the window wide, wide open? Um, not with the window open, no. But I, I must have been. I must have seen someone's hair, go, you know, a lady's hair being blown. Like mm-hmm. it must have been quite windy. Maybe, maybe it was last week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I must have thought, oh yeah. Talking of wind blowing devices, um, I, I've got something against those uh, hand drying machines. In, oh, yes. In toilets. Discuss. Like, You've got 30 seconds. Okay. Are they designed to, to dry your hands or are they designed to blow water up your sleeves? Because nothing I can... I, am I doing it wrong? Both. Am I doing it wrong? Because I yes. just end up with dry hands and water, watery arms. And now you know why I wear short-sleeved shirts and <laughs> T-shirts all the time. You are dressed very summery today, Rob Jelly. Oh, I do try. It, it's gone to like three degrees and Rob's got his shorts out well, and, listen, a, and a pink Hawaiian we, shirt. We had a blizzard for a week and I was like, I right, once that had cleared off, I was like, right, summer, let's do it. Let's yeah. just get on with it now. And you've gone full out Hawaii Five O. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm it, loving it. Ten degrees for about fifteen minutes earlier on, so I was like, right, in the garden, sunbathe. Um, no, uh, that's that's not what I did. I actually sat down and watched one of the shows uh, for this week's podcast because okay. I realised I hadn't actually watched it. So, oh, excellent! I only watched it a few hours back. Oh, good, good, um, good. So it's fresh in my mind, and it was in fact the one you suggested. So, uh, do you want to go first? Yep. So the first show we're talking about today. Is Sex in the City? I mean, no, not sex, not. not Sex in the City. That's my show. That's not right. Okay, when it's not Sex in the City, uh, the show we're going to talk about today is the hospital sitcom Scrubs. I can't do this all In the show, there. That's in the it. show, there. Yeah. That, and thanks, guys, uh, for listening. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, alligator. Uh, I love Scrubs. 
Party it's Love Scrubs. It's funny, it's silly, it's short. It stands up, it stands up now, all these years later. Yeah. It's still funny. I found myself putting this on. It was probably about one in the morning, I couldn't sleep. I'll stick it on now. Um, I was like, this is amazing. I, I want to watch the next episode. I think I watched the next episode straight away. Um, I forgot how this started as well. I absolutely forgot. Yeah. It starts, you see JD's first well, day. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's, the episode is called My First Day. Yeah. Uh, it is JD turning up for day number one after his medical uh, education has finished. He's now on the and he's job. He's the man, yeah. He's now a qualified doctor, and, uh, exactly. and here he is, ready to save the world one, one patient at a time. Yep, and he's full of hope and the kind of spring of youth. And he goes in, and it's not quite what he thought it would be. <laughs> People aren't reacting to him how he how he should have. They're, I mean, they're, they're glad he's there because it's busy. Um, but like he starts interacting with people. He he meets uh, various different people. I, I, do you know what? It's, it, it, the whole atmosphere to this episode and the show in general yeah. is really nicely summed up by the theme tune as well. <laughs> it's this sort of like drunk music, a bit like Black Books mm. and a bit like the Green Wing sort of thing as yeah. well we talked about you know, previously. Um, it's got this kind of slapdash accidental bodget and fix yeah. it on the job. Like stop motion as well. Yeah, but also the words, you know, like, you know, I'm no Superman, which yeah. sometimes we do look at medical experts and sort of Speak think, only, only you... Breath? Only... <laughs> Only you can save me. So, like, you are like, you know, doctors are like superheroes. They, they, they are, save yeah. lives. Okay. So there's, a, there's, a, there's very clever, despite it being quite fun and quirky teaching. Why well, was things subtle little links to it? Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's, it's a long and tried and tested thing to uh, make your TV show about hospital. Hospital, you go to where the drama is. In hospitals, it's full of drama. Every single day in real life, full of new people, full of drama. So it just makes sense to set a TV show there. This one's a sitcom, and you haven't had that many hospital sitcoms I can think of besides Green Wing. Uh, Scrubs and that was a British one, in fairness, yeah. but and this is obviously American as well. American so. one. And uh, we see uh, the, the exploits of this brand new rookie doctor um, come in and straight away falling in love with one of his fellow uh, doctors um, who, uh, Dr Elliot yep. and she who's is a, who's a girl she's got a boy's name and she explains that in the episode yeah and usually in films they give girls boys names so boys empathise with them it's a trick really? But yeah that's why in, in all, all horror films it's usually a, a, a female protagonist but they've always got um, a guy's name like uh, in Scream it's Sydney in Halloween it's Laurie um, it's just what happens in, in ah, horror movies. That's, that's a little tip the for you writers out there. Um, and uh, yeah, so Elliot's there, and she is a, a pretty um, girl, and so he's fallen in love with her. But he has to concentrate on his on his first day. Um, he help he um, helps her out um, with something that she doesn't know. Yeah, um, and she's like, oh, "Thanks, man." And then a bit later on... And he's constantly um, daydreaming, isn't he? There's yeah. this, there's, there is a... a, a family guy style internal, side type yeah, thing. Yeah, and there's an internal monologue happening throughout the episode uh, where JD sort of... You're sort of hearing the you know, thoughts of his brain yeah. um, and he's imagining scenarios after the after the sort of case. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. A certain thing happens and he starts to imagine what would happen. Exactly. Because JD is your point person. JD is, is your entry into this world of yeah. like crazy world of, you're on the of journey possible. with him aren't you this yeah. first day into the real world of medicine and yeah and you want him to do well but unfortunately Elliot um, Dr Elliot his love interest his, his new love interest isn't reciprocating the kind of help and she and she really like throws him under the bus she 
she, like he he needs to know something and she says sorry i don't know so he looks stupid and then she puts her hand up and gives the answer to yeah. make her look good so she's a backstabbing bee and uh <laughs> it, that doesn't go don't go down too well in the hospital no. um you've also got his best friend and at this moment they're not best friends but by the end of episode one they move in together yeah and that's uh turk who is just brilliant a great foil to jd's kind of like rookie person you've got jd and in this episode um turk is super confident and jd wants to be just like him he's like how is turk so confident everything he does just turns to gold is the midas touch great with girls doesn't get phased by anything yeah can just do anything like uh, can stick a needle in anyone without phasing can do operations he's everything jd wants to be but by the end of this episode you realize that's all for show he is scared as anyone else just like he's human yeah i mean that, he's no superman it's, it's one of the things i actually noted down about this and uh, despite i would say 90 percent of this show yeah specifically this episode but the show i think in general being very fast paced very silly very slapdash um very much about sort of comedy timing very cheeky and all those all those other things it has those little moments of humanity in it yeah yeah. um because ultimately he's set in a hospital Mm -hmm. and uh in they have to deal with some of the real things as well so there's those moments and like when you say when turk goes in towards the end of the episode because um, I think JD's scanning someone he's got like an MRI scanner or something like that yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes like hey how are you doing you know, buddy how's it going he's like yeah I said like, how have you got through it he goes well to be honest with you I've been like worried all day I've yeah, just yeah, got yeah. through I've just put a face on and, and this is what makes it so it. effective and, and actually yeah. it's it's a really really and even more so in this day and age where you know we constantly be told to you know share your problems because uh, mm-hmm. it does make it easier yeah. you know you do need to talk about things um, it's quite nice to see that this was 2001 yeah. and already they're hitting on these kind of issues. Yeah, it's men talking about their feelings. It's like, um, and the fact that this is a, a, a played as a, as a sitcom, as a, as a comedy show, but and you get these brief moments of like real kind of drama and like that just make it, just amplifies the kind of like just, one bit of drama. They just give you a little bit of warmth in your heart yeah. and you're a bit like, oh, this, yeah. it's actually got some feels. I, I'll admit right now, there are episodes further down the line of this that's, that I've almost teared up at. There's an episode where um, JD's friend from school comes to to visit, played by Brendan Fraser. Right, it, and I'm not I'm not going to spoil it because it's epic. Um, so yeah, watch that. I think it's like series four or five, really far down the line. All right, okay, uh, but it's great. But um, I mean, the the, the cast is is incredible. Yeah, it's, a, it's such every a single character. Great there's casting. no fat on it. It's just lean, mean comedy machine. Yeah. So you've got one of my favourite characters, probably my favourite character, is the janitor. Um, Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn, who, the, it's got the great setup here is, um, so the janitor's trying to fix the door and, and JD's like, oh, just walking past. He's like, he wants to be friends with everyone. So he's like trying to help out. He's like, maybe someone's put a penny in in the door and the giant's like did you put you put a penny in the door like, no 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 i didn't i didn't put a penny no, in the I'm door just saying someone might have put a penny in the yeah, door it's like know? why would you say someone would put a penny in the door if, if you if you didn't like, if i find a penny in this door i'm, I'm gonna get you. you yeah yeah he's like because oh, neil flynn is actually quite a big guy he's like six four yeah. six five in stature exactly and then it pays off because later on like jd's just walking down the corridor doing something else and in the background you see the janitor holding up a penny just like <laughs> i'm gonna get you <laughs> giving the evil look absolute genius just i mean this this writing of this is just it should be taken as a template for all other like sitcoms yeah. it's just so good it is super fast though like yeah. I'd, I'd never really consciously acknowledged how quick it moves from one gag to the next from one scene to the next yeah. um, 
And I, and I also wrote down as well, like the first impressions, you know, we, it's really key with a pilot episode that you give off the right impression from a character. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe to send you on the wrong track, mm-hmm. uh, maybe to make you think something of a certain act, uh, character that, you know, they want you to believe for a while and then they're going to, you know, quickly swoop the carpet out from under your feet yeah. later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do need to set that out quite early. And yeah. I think it's within two or three minutes. Yeah. Of the episode, and it's only twenty-two minutes long in total. The episode as well. Mm-hmm. Within two or three minutes, you have met all the main characters. You have, yeah, and you've met them for just long enough to know exactly what they're going to be like. About them. For instance, meet Carla. How they've done it, Carla. How yeah. I don't know. The, the thing I love about Carla, she's like the head nurse there. She's yep. tough and and uh, and she's like, she, and you think to yourself, okay, she's going to be someone to look out for she's going to be the antagonist of this and then, and then five minutes later you see her and Turk cooking up in the cupboard and he's like everything I know is just blown out of the water yeah. this is great <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you get you get so many angles of, from so many characters yeah. that it's really hard to mm-hmm. I, I actually think it's almost hard to keep up at times it's, it is yeah. it's, it's so quick it's, it's like whoa slow down are you a fan of other hospital dramas like I love Grey's Anatomy, um, and I'm not afraid to say I love it. It's made for women. Are you Team McDreamy or Team McSteamy? Oh, uh, McDreamy's the original, right? McSteamy came a little bit later yeah. on. McDreamy. Okay. But also... I've never watched it. I just know that... <laughs> no, seriously, I've never actually watched it, but I just know that... Set that me is... up for a fall there. You set me up for a fall. <laughs> um, I would say... We put it on the list. We put it on the list. I absolutely love it. I, I mean... I was. I didn't tell anyone I used to watch it because I, I watched one episode. It was on Channel Five. Something. I was like, "Oh, this is really good." So I started from the start. <laughs> I watched five seasons. I was like, "Right, I need to stop this." So it's on like season twelve now. Um, is it really still going that long? Yeah, Blimey. still going. It's just, it, well, the first five seasons at least brilliant. Grey's Anatomy. It's on the list. Thank you very much. I'll be happy to watch it because actually yeah. some friends have, uh, have been saying about it for a while. So yeah, it's worth oh, well, we should do um, Grey's Anatomy versus Saint Elsewhere, which is oh. um, the, where Denzel Washington first turned up. Saint Elsewhere on the list. Yeah, and oh. Saint Elsewhere has legit the greatest final episode of TV. We're talking about pilot episodes, which is great. We should do a podcast about final the finale because Saint Elsewhere would win the pilot and the finale. Yeah, it's the future project. All right, well, but the, you're right though. The hospital dramas, like you said, going back to what you said at the start. They have this connection with everybody yep. that you can relate to. Um, so whether you've ever worked in a hospital, uh, which, let's be honest, we, we have an enormous health system in this country. So yep. there's a very good chance that some people listening to this work in the medical industry. Yep. And if you do, you might watch this from a slightly different angle. I love the NHS. Um, but yeah, and likewise, absolutely. I, I flipping love it. It's the best thing, one of the best things we've got in this country, yep. for sure. Yeah. Um, but everyone's used it. That's the point. Everyone's mm-hmm. either worked there or used it for mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. So you can kind of apply actual experience of yourself, of yourself yeah. to, to the scenario. So when they do have those little human moments, yeah. you genuinely get the feels. It knocks you for six because you're not expecting it. It's no. Like, it's like if you're watching a horror movie, if you see a monster, you're expecting it. Yeah. But if someone if someone gets a paper cut in a horror movie, you go, oh, that's almost more effective than a monster jumping out. Most certainly is. And this is like the touching moments in a, in a sitcom. You just do not expect it. It's like the end of Blackadder goes forth where you have that beautiful kind of yes. like them going over over the top and it's just like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. This is Yeah. Um, it's funny and very touching, touching at yeah. the same time. So that's two final episodes that will go towards our finale uh, podcast. podcast. We should do. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll watch this space for more details. Um, I, I didn't realise that they even gave you the title of the show in the pilot episode. 
Did you notice this? About two minutes from before the end of the episode, um, yeah. you've got uh, Kelso, uh, Dr. Kelso. Yeah. Is, uh, so so uh, Dr. Cox, Perry Cox, who... Uh, you can't work out if it's good yeah, or bad. You can't work out if it's good or bad. You yeah. do get a bit of a glimpse as to which way he actually sort of sits yeah. um, towards the end of the episode, just before this particular scene with Kelso and JD. Yeah. Um, but Barry kind of says that Kelso is the devil. The devil he he may actually yeah. be Satan himself. <laughs> yeah. um, and and there's some moments you think it's like, but he's being so yeah. nice. JD, JD's like, like, yeah, he's unbelievably so nice, nice. And then he turns right at the last and minute. And realise he and think, is oh, an he's, arsehole. He really is an absolute 24 carat so-and-so. Yeah. Um, but there's um, th- there's that. And, and, there's a, but he, and he says, I can't remember exactly what the wording is. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're... Oh, you're just a large pair of scrubs to me. Yeah, yeah. And I, and it wasn't until then that I realised, oh, that's where they get the name from because it's it. And I know that sounds like a silly thing to say out <laughs> loud, but you know, until like you hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your conscience, right? Your conscious brain doesn't sort of acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. ultimately, JD is now just another cog in this great big machine that's turning. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you try and do, you might have all the best intentions in the world, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just a part of this great big machine and it will keep turning whether you work or not. And if you don't work, you'll get pulled out and replaced. Exactly. Uh, which is kind of sad as well. It's like a bit sad, but it's also quite... They yeah. do it in such a comical way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just great writing, isn't it? It's just like the, the writing in this is so tight. It's just like absolutely nothing... <gasps> nothing goes spare. Um, yeah, and like I said, the characters are just... just the casting is, is brilliant. I mean, this this show is beloved by a lot of people. It is. Um, and this is obviously where people first come into contact with Zach Braff. I mean, he's a little yep. bit annoying, but like he's, he's, he's quite uh, an I think he nails character. the character. He really does. Um, this went on for ages, and everybody loves it. Nine seasons, 182 episodes. Is Are you kidding me? No, 182 episodes. Across which, nine seasons? Yeah. How many episodes is that a season? Don't ask. That's like, I, I don't even I work don't, it. I'm not going to work that out. 20. Blinking hell. No wonder I haven't finished it. I think it's like got, 20 episodes a season. I think I, I think I watched up to season four and just bits and bobs here and there. Yeah. Wow. But I will do. That's according to IMDb, by the way. If I'm wrong, by the way, that's I'm sure just because IMDb's, sure right. um, uh, that's what I said. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. It was good fun. Um, short and sharp, uh, very witty. Uh, forgot how funny Scrubs was. It's I have, so I haven't, funny. I haven't sat down and watched any for a while, so uh, <laughs> please to go back and watch some. Uh, and we'll do some scores in a little bit, yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Cool. So that was uh, your choice this week. And as you did a sitcom, thought I would uh, match you with one. And it is one that's... Uh, cl- close to my heart and close to my wallet as well because uh, it's uh, it's about my uh, very own uh, employer. It's uh, it's W one A. Disclaimer: <laughs> I feel like I need to get in at this point and say that I know I love working for the Beep. I do. Yeah, I genuinely love working for the Beep. I have possibly the best job on the planet. Um, getting to present a radio show it's an absolute pleasure it's a joy it's a, it's a privilege to be totally frank with you I can um, see what you're doing here no 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 I'm not I'm not trying to ask you at all because I wouldn't do that I don't do it at work and I'm not going to do it here either right I, I hope that when people watch W1A if people have watched it who have never worked for the Beeb I hope you understand that this is so close to reality, it's not even... Honestly, that's what makes it funnier. That's what makes this show so unbelievably funny, is that it is basically not a show, 
It is essentially a documentary. I, it, yeah. It's hilarious. Maybe we should re- rename this P45, because that's what you'll be getting in the morning now. <laughs> well, well, you should, I, it's, and though it's credit. I also think as well, like, because some people bash the BBC uh, a lot, and rightly so at times, rightly so. They <laughs> mess things up. We talked about them deleting 80 episodes of Doctor Who. Jesus uh, Christ. And, yeah. and you know what I mean? They've, they've, they've had more than their fair share of faux pas, right? Yeah. Fact. But what they can do so, so very well is take the absolute pee out of themselves. Yeah. And W1A is proof of this. Not only do they allow them to film in the building in London in mm-hmm. W1A, um, but they've got some of the BBC's like, you know, most sort of prolific actors from their biggest shows. The, yeah. the Hugh Bonneville from Downton Abbey. I love Hugh Bonneville. You know? And like... I, I mean, seems- incredible. They are, they are yeah. so good. And, and it's the fact that and I and I really hope that this doesn't sound like uh, you know all inside jokes because they're not. I think they're accessible to to mm-hmm. uh, to all. Um, but you don't understand that that what you watch on W1A is exactly what it's like. Well, I only disclaimer. My disclaimer is like I'm totally biased as well because I absolutely love the BBC. I I do. So like when I heard that they were doing a documentary style comedy yeah. about the BBC, I was like, I'm I'm fully in. I I love it. I've I've Besides yourself, I know people who worked at the BBC, and I still get. E- I'm still on this. E- oh, I shouldn't really be saying this. Like that. I'm still on this email list, which I really shouldn't be on. But I'm. It's like an inside email list from the BBC. I get. I get emails with a heads up on a lot of things. Forward me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will forward, do. Me in, I don't know in. who they think I work for or what I do, but I keep getting them, and I'm enjoying them because I get the heads up on a lot of shit stuff. Um, but I genuinely love the BBC. To me, it's like the NHS. It's like NHS, the BBC post-pop three british institutions <laughs> <laughs> that everybody loves yes and the fact that you work for them and do a good job for them um is it's just just a bonus uh, but but like you said like i know people like this i know people who find i just who find the hardest way to say something so simple oh i i, I so regret now All right, can so- you fall- <laughs> i guess you can't afford me any no, 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 no! It's not even that. I, there is a sign up in our office, right? And I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it says now. It says, "Find more ways of doing the things we do well less often." Or it's, it's honestly, it's something like that. What? Yeah, hang on. That makes it's no not, sense. Yeah, it is about that. It's, it's almost exactly that phrase. Find more, find more ways of doing the things we do well less often, and do them better. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it, yeah. about right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And, and more I, often. And to, to also just kind of, to really reference it back to the show, yeah. um, the, 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 let's be said, with all our pilot episodes, if you follow a new character, someone coming into it as a fresh face, it's always yeah. a good start. So Hugh Bonneville starts as this guy called Ian Fletcher. He's like who, an everyman. Yeah, he's done, uh, he's basically run the Olympics. That's yeah. the, the premise of it. He's, he was behind the Olympics. Um, and they are, the BBC have hired him as head of values. <laughs> now I ask you, uh, uh, Jed, what do you think head of values is? Well, I think uh, head of values is one of those job titles that's just given to someone when they think, "Oh, there's a gap there. We'll fill it with someone. We don't know what they'll do, but we feel like there needs to be someone there, but there isn't a job." Call it, call it head of logistical actions or something. Oh, head of values, that'll do. <laughs> like. He doesn't know, going into this, he doesn't know what that means. He has no idea. Yeah. He has no office. He has no desk. That's oh, because your hot desk. Uh, yeah. Because it's a 21st century company, you've got a hot <clears> desk. 
It's on. It's on. Oh, You've got to find your desk and just claim it for the day. It is great. And I just quickly refer back to the theme tune as well. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Las, Las Vegas from Animal Magic, yeah, if people yeah. recognise it. It's quite a famous little tune. Um, and again, it's that it's that very um, circus-like, um, <laughs> slapdashery uh, sort of feel to the track that really sums it all up. Like, yeah. you know, Hugh Bonneville was seen cycling in on one of those foldable bikes in a high-vis jacket. Yeah. It's so... It's, I, I can't say this phrase enough. It is so close to reality. It's unreal. But I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, there's, there's an endearing feeling about the whole show. Yeah. Um, there's the intern. It's out of... Oh, there's, the intern's there's brilliant. The intern. There's Ian, who's the head of values. There's... Um, I can't remember Tony... Because well, yeah, Lord Hall is the actual DG of BBC. They refer to him a lot in the show, but he's never in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's right-hand man. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, what's you, his name? Simon. Yeah. Simon Harwood, played by Jason Watkins. Um, he doesn't say anything ever. <laughs> he says lots of words, but none of them mean anything. No, none of, none of them speak in a normal way that a normal human being yeah, yeah, What do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, but, you know, let's, let's do that then. But that's how you all speak. The intern, yeah, yeah, but, but no, but no, but, but yeah, but what was that again? Okay, yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> goes, so what do you feel about this one then, Ian? What, what, what are your input on this? Well... Yeah, I you know I think yeah I think we can go for it I think we could do this um, we can make it happen I, I I'm I'm not sure the the times going yeah that, and do you know what I I agree excellent bollocks <laughs> and there's always like one person in the meeting that has to sit there and just disagree with it and be yeah, the grom yeah. um, I think it's based around five or six main characters there are a few yeah. sort of satellite characters that sort of float in and out throughout the three seasons it's been on now yeah. well Jessica um, Hines is in it as well <clears throat> yeah Jessica Hines plays Siobhan who's come from the 2012 TV show as well as Hugh Bonneville yeah absolutely um, and she's as scatty as you like um, you've got Jason Watkins who plays Simon Harwood who's the kind of second in command at the Beeb. Um Sarah Parrish who plays Anna Rampton who's just I mean head of, her, out, head of she, output Head of Output, which, by the way, I think is an actual title. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. It's, it, she is fantastic. She yeah. is unbelievably good. She is good. great, yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got Monica Dolan who plays uh, Tracy Pritchard as well. And, mm-hmm. to add it all, it is narrated uh, in a sort of, you know, in a documentary-style way by Mr David Tennant. Yeah, it's it's just great. There's, there's lots and lots of, like, cameos in this as well. Because at one, one point you've got um, Alin Yentob, so they open, they're trying to find a room and all the rooms are named after like actors and characters, actors and characters yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're in Tommy Cooper yeah and because like, the, and Tommy Cooper is an off, is like a sort of a, 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 I guess a bookable office yeah and we'll come to that in a second the, the name of the conventions but like they, because no one has a desk they're trying to find a room to speak um, at Hugh Bonneville's first day and he walks in on um, Alan Yentob doing an arm wrestling match <laughs> with Salman Rushdie <laughs> And they, they both look at, they all look at each other and it's like, yeah, it's close. Of course, of course, of course this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course this is happening, yes. Um, and I really, and like, there's certain naming conventions. A lot of like 21st century, trying to be hip offices, name their um, different meeting rooms, yeah. something kind of like amusing like that. So like, I know, um, I know someone who works at Google, right? Yep. And I heard that the, um, all the office meeting rooms are named after films. And that, that that would be cool, wouldn't it? So they've got one film that was, might be named, um, I don't know, Back to the Future. Yeah. Another another room named Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, etc. Yeah. But being Google, they have 
props from the actual films. Of course, they do in the room. So if if you go into the Back to the Future, the DeLorean will be in there as well. If you go into Star Wars, you'll you'll have like part of the Millennium Falcon in there. You'll probably See, have a life size. If chewing. I went in the Star Wars office, I want the door to go. <laughs> That's a good shout. I want a good that. Shout, yeah. <laughs> like a space noise when you enter uh, it's true actually uh, on that I do a, I, I have a little fake gag that I do every morning what's that um, in that when I am about sort of 10 to 15 minutes before the end of my show I usually um, have a chat with our breakfast hosts Ben and Sonia that's right um, yep. so they're I, new breakfast hosts they are new yep. breakfast hosts indeed and they're doing a sterling job I have a, a like you know a supermarket tannoy and it goes bing bong yeah. bong right? like a like hidey high yeah. um, I have one of those stick which, on the list yeah. on the list hidey high is good yeah. shout good Shower again, um, um, you rang my lord, maybe who knows? Oh, hi, D, hi, you rang my lord. It's good shout. There's some lots of shows going on my list this week, yeah. Um, so I, I, I play a little tannoy announcement and I, then I make a staff announcement. <laughs> so I go, staff announcement, could uh, Sonia and Ben make their way to, and I know I make up a studio name. And it's, <laughs> usually, it's usually off the top of my head from whatever I've been thinking about that morning. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I was talking about Michelangelo today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, um, uh, staff announcement, could uh, Sonia and Ben make their way to the Sistine studio, please? That's Sonia and Ben to the Sistine studio. Thank <laughs> That's you. Good. That's good. And they moved on and played a song. Um, and it's, it's my little uh, sort of ode or tip of the hat to the uh, to the ridiculous naming of offices and T- Tomorrow, uh, and can, you, can you do that and say, can uh, blah, 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 please make their way to the Judge Shepard Memorial Lounge, please? <laughs> <laughs> The Jed Shepherd Memorial Lounge. You want the Memorial Lounge? Yeah, I don't know okay, why. Hang on, That's quite like... I'll write on my hand because okay. I, I might forget. Jed Shepherd Memorial Lounge. You know I'm going to wake up and not understand what this yeah, is yeah. for. He'll be like Jed Shepherd Memorial. Did he? Die? Did, did he did, yeah. <laughs> so if you are listening to uh, BBC Radio Essex, what, what was the proper BBC, name? BBC Essex. BBC Essex. We don't have the word radio in our name. Yeah. So it'll be about ten Weirdly. to six. In the morning, give it. Uh, call it about quarter two. Quarter six. Yeah, I mean, you can look back on the iPlayer and you can hear. Go on, the iPlayer will be there, yeah. and um, and maybe if you do do it, fingers crossed, then worth we can we can throw it into the show. I was going to say worth listening on. Uh, what is it? It's the seventh tomorrow. So look on the seventh of March. Yeah, the iPlayer page, and it'll be on there. About, yeah, <laughs> about, about, quarter, about quarter seven, about quarter six. Sorry, um, <laughs> I I really love this. Uh, one final thing I want to say about the actual episode itself yeah. uh, that stood out was. Um, they are trying to pitch for this new show and they're looking for hosts for it. Love it, love and, this bit. And this is quintessentially British yeah. and BBC. And yeah. I love them dearly for it. Please never change. Uh, if you're listening and you're in charge, don't change, all right? Because this is what makes B for B. Uh, they are making a show called Britain's Tastiest Village. And this is exactly and what only, they've come up with. And only the BBC can make a show like this. Yeah, and they yeah. want, obviously, Claire Balding to host it. Of course. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. busy, though, with other commitments. So they asked Carol really, Vorderman. She is, yeah. And that, to be honest, Claire Balding <laughs> would be one of the top choices because she's one of the stars of the BBC. Yeah. Vorderman's really a Channel 4 person. So. Yeah, obviously trying to get back on board. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's just the, it's the lunch meetings that they go out to. Yeah, and yeah. then they, they go to lunch. And uh, it's Anna, who played by Sarah Parrish, who sits there and goes, no, I don't want any of that. She goes, I don't want that coffee. It tastes arse. You know, it's like it's it's she's so blunt and and ruthless about it. Yeah. Um. And there are characters like that. There are yeah. characters like that. Well, I love in, it. in every walk of life, not just not just the, the BBC, but in all walks of life, exactly. you've got people in managerial positions who are yeah. very much like your pal, like your your yeah. David Brent. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've got your David Brent characters, and you've got your Anna Ramdens. It's it's. The, yeah. the two ends of the spectrum. But it's great because you, it's almost, even though it's not real, it's so close to reality. You don't know if it's real. So when they're coming up with 
like people who should be hosting this um, this um, TV show, the kind of people they go through are just like people you haven't heard from in like ten years. Like mm. I don't know, like um, Alan, what's his name? The D- Titchmarsh. Alan Titchmarsh. People like that. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I wonder what he's up to. Um, but like my connection, like I said, I had a, I've got a small connection to, to this episode you did. as well. Um, so one of the guest stars in, in the in the first episode is uh, Simon Greenall. Um, right. He plays the Cornish guy that they bring in to yeah, try and yeah. sweet talk. Oh God, yeah, there's, there's which that is, as well, <laughs> which, oh, is, which is so funny. Because um, and then the BBC get accused of being anti Cornish, yeah, anti Cornish, and then so Ian or Hugh Bonneville's character Ian is trying to schmooze him by bringing, invites him up to W1A and shows yeah. him round. Can't find it. Can't but find he's a seat for him. Mouthing off the whole way around the yeah. building, saying you know like all these women are on the television, and then he goes, and if they're not women, they're Scottish. <laughs> um, and, and, <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, like, so Simon Greenall, he also played Michael in um, the Alan Partridge uh, TV show, and who's basically Alan Partridge's best friend. So, and in the last, um, I do another podcast called Monkey Tennis, and we did a live show recently, and our special guest on the live show was Simon Greenall. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. And he came on, and he was absolutely batsmeg insane. <laughs> Like he was, he, so he comes up on stage and everyone's like cheering, Ray! sold out audience. He comes on, the first thing he starts talking about is military leaders. Like, we want to talk about Alan Pudge, and he's like, and then he's like, oh, and so Napoleon, when he first went on this battle, he did this, and like, people seem not to know about um, 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 Napoleon's blah, blah, blah. And then this other dictator, and we're like, oh my God. And, the, and like, the other guys are just like, oh my God. And they, they can't reel him in. He's already off on yeah, one about he's dictators. He's gone. And um, oh, it's unbelievable. But he is one of the funniest, nicest people you'll ever meet. He is brilliant. Um, and just seeing him in W1A again is just so good. He's just really good at characters. And he's obviously mostly known for being the voice of the Meerkats on the Compare the Meerkat adverts. He does all the voices. Get out of here. He does it. And he must make a flipping fortune from those Meerkat adverts. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Simples. That's <laughs> bravo, bravo, sir, bravo. Uh, I, I, you know, there's, there's so much. Um, we, we said a lot about uh, when we talked about the office. When we did the office, well, way back. Uh, obviously, we did Christmas special as well. I said to you that I never really understood the office, the concept, the, the, the dynamic. I guess that in the group, yeah. Um, I found it really hard to, to get my head around. And then, you know, after you know, being in the working world for a few years. I've started to sort of understand that a bit more and, and therefore that my uh, my acceptance of it, but it seems that it's more accessible to me now, yeah, the office. Yeah, yeah. And I and I don't know. I, I, I would be genuinely interested to know if, if people listen to this and they've never worked for the Beeb, they maybe just stumbled upon it or maybe they listen to my show, whatever. Um, I don't know if, if watching this episode or any other show itself, because um, mm-hmm. they're fairly standalone episodes, I think. I think they pretty much stand on their own. Um I don't know if it's as funny. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be objective when I watch this, uh-huh. but I couldn't help it. I, I, I was the minute he pulled up on that foldable bicycle <laughs> with his high vis jacket on, um, and then sat in reception next to the intern who's supposed to bring him, be bringing him up. I was like, this is just like being at work, <laughs> like in a, in a nice way. I'm not, I'm not trying to put any down, put down on anyone. I, I, it's just. It's part of the joy. It's I mean, the BBC the, get it. They, they know what they're like. And they're, and they're the very running with fact it. that they make this show yeah. proves that they know what they're like at yeah. times. And they are able to have a poke at themselves and have some fun with it. Yeah. And the BBC is a public service. When it comes down to it, everyone pays a license. Well, should pay their license fee. And you get quality broadcasting 
people in America are jealous of the fact we've got the BBC. Yeah. We produce this little line produces some of the best TV around the world. It's always going to be critics is of right everything. There's going to be critics of everything, and it's going to. And this show is not going to be for everyone. But I think W1A has addressed some of those critics, like like face like face on, and has just has saying, like, yeah, we know what we're like. Yeah, we, we, know. we know we're embracing it. We know we, we know <laughs> how daft we can be at times. Yeah. And, and I think that's I think is a good thing to sort of. Um, what's the word? Self-deprecate. Yeah, it's a self-deprecate. Yeah, self, yeah. just a bit of self-deprecation doesn't doesn't hurt anyone. I don't think it mm-hmm. sort of ignore. It certainly announces that you are aware yeah. of, what, of what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I want this to continue watching on. I would watch on because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like I. I found it funny, mm-hmm. and I would just want to see what they did next week, yeah. just because... Have you watched all the, the I think it's two seasons? I, three. I think it's three, three seasons. Okay. Yeah, they're only short. Um, yeah. It's, again, it's a sort of a bit of a, a kind of thing that they do, this sort of six-episode thing. Yeah. Um, but I think there's three seasons, and yeah. I don't know if there's rumour of a fourth... Or further episodes, I would I mean, like there to be. What can you do? I don't know. Maybe if they attach it to another event, like I don't know, so another big event. Yeah. If they did it about behind the scenes at like a um, a Great British Bake Off or something, that would be cool. if it was surrounded around precisely, around you know, there's, there's play, I think the contract there's, negotiations, going to Channel Four and stuff. Yeah. that's ripe for satire. Oh, uh, absolutely, and I think I think there is the even the possibility of doing a crossover between Beeb and Channel Four, or Beeb and Channel Five, or yeah. you know. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just fantasy world. But um, I don't know if, if it makes me want to watch more. This first episode, um, it, yeah. from, from a from a I, right. from a wanting to follow someone's story. Yeah. Um, there is a part of me that would, you know, a very small part of me that wants Ian to get a desk. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just think, the poor man is the head of values. <laughs> Surely that man should have a desk or an office somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd watch it just because it's fun, it's easy, it's accessible, um, and and as you say, it's it's one of those institutional things, uh, like the way that Green Wing is very much a British way of looking at medicine, and mm-hmm. even Scrubs to that extent as well. Like it's American, but it's very much sort of looking at the real human side of it, yep. but in a very funny way. We all go to work and we all try to enjoy it as as much as we can. Yeah, helps yeah, the yeah. hours pass. Um, but there's not to say that something like medicine can't have laughs and jokes. Yeah. So I'm sure when I had my hernia operation done last year, I'm sure the surgeon Ooh. who's done thousands of them before mm-hmm. was, you know, probably discussing what he was having for dinner while I was out cold, or yeah. or what he was watching on the telly. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? But they're they're just human beings like we are. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think sometimes it's quite nice to sort of look into it with a comedy pair of spectacles on. Yeah. And there were touching moments in this as well. It's not just comedy. What will the intern when he, when he gets a co- gets a coffee for his like, um, and he's got a little crush, crush isn't he? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something so- was really good. Cause he seems like a, at first like a bit of a one dimensional, like ditzy character. But then you see another side of him when he's really trying to get in with this, with this girl played by Olivia Lovey Bond. Good um, knowledge. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of like really wants to get her coffee order. Right. So he's really trying and, she, he leaves it on her desk. She doesn't even say thank you. Does, she doesn't even look up from a computer. Then he goes back because he thinks he's got the wrong one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he even takes away the coffee from the head of values to this girl. It's, it's it is. I kind of, if I was kind of wanted to carry on, it would kind of be to see that because a bit like a like a an off like the office. Yeah, kind of like a little office romance. True. Going on. One more question for you. Yeah. Um, did you find any of this cringy? Um, Not a trick question, by the way. I'm just asking. Oh, sorry. Fine. Um, 
I mean, the things they were doing were cringy. I, I never really cringe at anything, but yeah, I mean, it's it can be embarrassing to be a human. Like if you're if you see other humans speaking the way they are, like. <laughs> I hate the word. I hate the word synergy. I hate all that business speak. Like let's circle back and blah blah blah. Just just talk like you're meant to talk. That's how they all talk. Yeah, because it's the BBC and it's just how they were brought up. It's not their fault, and it's just what you've got to do to survive at the BBC. You've just got to speak like everybody else. Just like if you're if you work in a hospital, you've got to say if, stats. If, if, if that's true, clear. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn uh, some of the lingo, there is yeah. an instruction manual I can okay. borrow from work. <laughs> Please, I, I can lend it to you. Okay, it's quite you. a hefty read though. Yeah, um, it's definitely not to bond to take on holiday. Okay, I'll circle back and, and we'll. we'll uh... <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll have a think. We'll have a think about this and yeah. uh, reconvene. Put a pin in this meeting, shall oh, we? Oh God, that's oh, the worst one. Yeah. It's, 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 it is some blue sky thinking right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll send an email about it. Um, there, it's another thing. Uh, I, 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 no, I, I. Wow, are we going in for, for the BBC no, right now? I love it. It's not. It's it's part and parcel of it. It's what makes that that. You yeah, know, yeah. nothing else is like it. Yeah. No, it, 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 to be honest, it makes it more endearing. It makes yeah. me think, I mean, they have made some mistakes, but it makes me yeah. think more fondly of the institution. I already love the BBC, so, um, yeah. And I've, right. I, I've been, like, to, to Broadcasting House for various reasons. I've been to um, the other satellite offices. I've been to... Um, Made of Vale to see all that stuff. I've, ne- I've never been Made of Vale. Oh, man, it's so Love good. to go. It's Love like, to I, go. I spent... I managed to to kind of get in with a band who was recording an album there and Sweet. had a real good time there. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's um, oh, but then an ambulance was called. That I forgot about that. An ambulance was called. Uh, situation was interesting. Anyway, story for another, that's another podcast. Yeah, a story for another time. Okay, uh, let's do some scores then. Let's go and do yeah. your uh, your show first. Scrubs, uh, your show. You score. Yeah, I think it's a strong first episode. Um, like you said, it introduced all the characters straight away. I, I personally do want to watch more, maybe not 180 episodes more, but I want to watch some more. Um, so I'm giving it a 7.5. All right, fair point. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I, I I want to give it a 7. Okay, that's fair. I'm going for a 7 on this one. So it's one. 14.5. It's not reached the, the weirdo 15 status. We, we've yeah, agreed. It's, it's not sitting in the weirdo phase, yeah. which is 15. But, 15's um, weird. Bunch it, of weirdos. Bunch of weirdos. Um, but yeah, 14 and a half is a good score. Yeah. That's not bad. I would watch more. Yeah, I would watch more. Um, and, and I will. And I think that is the sort of golden rule, really, of any pilot. Is yep. Does it make you want to watch more? Does yeah. have a good theme yeah, song? Yeah, good characters, starting character. Yeah. Introduce them at the same time. You're but following them on a journey. Would you pause for a piss? No, I don't know if I would. I, I agree. That's I why it hasn't got eight yeah, or eight and a half I, or nine. I don't think I would. I completely agree. So we are, yeah, we're trying to put together some criteria, sort of like the ten commandments, ten commandments of of pilot television. So yeah. any what suggestions on anything we've missed or yeah. stuff we continually mention that we're not sort of aware of, we should put that list together. We should put that list for, together. For take fifty. We need to have the ten okay. in place. Deal. We got four weeks, and then we will have a template for, for everything going forward. Going forward, and then you guys can use this template to to kind of see if you want to watch uh, uh, the show past the pilot. So if you're watching a new show and you've watched the pilot episode, you sit with the checklist. Go down the checklist. If it meets most of them, then probably good to go. Yeah. If it's like less than half, then do not go forward. Yeah, seven, eight out of the ten, I think you're pretty yeah. good to go. Yeah. Um, we'll break it down. We'll break it down. If it gets one to three, give it a miss. Four to six. Uh, maybe watch one, one more, more episode. episode. Yeah, seven to nine, you're good to go. Yeah, ten, 
Never stop watching. Yeah, just keep watching. Buy yeah. the box set now. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, it's 14 and a half for Scrubs. And for W1A, I'm going to score it... I'm going to have a seven and a half. Interesting. I'm not going to be as kind as that. I think you've given an extra point, possibly because they give you money. <laughs> no, <laughs> so you not are biased. Really. I'm... I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if I keep one. I mean, I have watched at least the first two series. Six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. Okay, yeah. that's fine. No, six no, that makes perfect sense. That's a 14 then. Quite a close yeah. week then, really. 14 yeah. and a 14 and a half. I want to think about next week. Oh, that is a good question. What the oh. flipping heck do we do next week? Uh, well, you what? should go first. Okay, let's, let's turn another corner and do okay. something a bit different again. I want to do something... Can we do some animations, some childish animations? Yeah, please do. I've got a long list to pick from. Okay, I want to put in there a show that I don't think I've watched in my adult life. Okay. I'm not sure I've watched in this millennia. Okay. Um, I would like to go back and watch the first episode of The Jetsons. That is a real off-kilter choice, but I like it, yeah. I haven't seen that for such a long time. Um, okay, well, there's only one show I can put up against that, and it's yeah. the obvious one. It's the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, it's yes. Because Jetsons Save are the... Fl- yeah, and the Jetsons are the Flintstones in the future. Good point. Yes, yeah. they are. Same setup. Um, wow. I don't think I've ever seen the first episode of the Flintstones. I'm not sure I've probably watched either of them, yeah. to be honest. So, Jetsons against the Flintstones, the yeah. animated Hanna-Barbera? Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, yeah. hanna yeah. uh, cartoons. Is that um, from the 60s? They're all from the 60s as well, aren't they? I, do you know what? I, I, w- I wouldn't like to put an age on them. I think they're from the 60s. I think the Jetsons... They're the sort... It's the sort of thing, like the 90s uh, Disney stuff. Yeah. That could be 50 years old, yeah. but might only be like 15 years yeah. old. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. That's the thing with Disney stuff. You just think, oh, Dumbo, yeah, that was out in the 80s. No, that was like out in the 50s or something, wasn't it? 40s, mate. Was it? 1941. Oh, my God. That's that it's old. Mental. It's that old. Uh, right, Jetsons, Flintstones, next week. Uh, yeah. If you want to get us on Twitter to uh, hurl oh, suggestions. Dumbo, Dumbo can't be 1940. I'm telling you, Dumbo is 1940. It can't be. I'm talking to Cylons. Siri, when was Dumbo out? It's paused. Oh, dear. Siri's died. Good. Folks, we don't worry. AI is not taking over just yet. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you why it can't be, because um, in Dumbo, there's a bit with, with the four vultures, and they're meant to be the Beatles. <clears throat> so this has got to be like 1964. 1941, thank you very much. I can't believe that. Okay, 1941. That's blown my mind. Because anything before that is Snow White, I think. So what's, just... what's the thing? With, is it the Jungle Book then, with with the, with the vultures that are meant to be the Beatles? Yeah, they are the Beatles, aren't they? So that yeah, Jungle Book is uh, okay. sixty something rather. It's got to be sixty-five, sixty-six. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, then, we're week. not doing Dumbo next week. We're doing Jetsons okay. and the Flintstones. <laughs> right, Jetsons okay. and the Flintstones. And if you want to give us your thoughts on uh, this podcast or any previous episodes, you can find us on Twitter. Jed Shepherd at Jed Shepherd. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D And I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman T-H-E-E Jellyman If you haven't subscribed yet you can do so on iTunes or via the Post Pop Podcasts website Rate and review as well if you wouldn't be yeah. uh, you know, put out too much it only takes two clicks uh, one to put the five stars on and the other one to find the poo emoji Perfect And we're happy with that That's fine by us um, So that leaves me to say See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. You're getting sacked in the morning. Please don't sack me. (laughs) 